Guys, welcome back to another Progress Pure podcast. So excited to have you along for the ride. This episode is unique in a very special way. It's the first episode I've ever done that's part two to, you guessed it, a part one episode. That kind of initial part one episode is called Former Hinge Flame, and it's part of the dating series. This is, of course, Former Hinge Flame Debrief, again, part of the dating series. The former Hinge Flame, if you haven't already listened to it, I recommend you listen to that first before listening to this, largely because former Hinge Flame was an episode that I did with this guy I used to date. We dated for about three months, we met on Hinge, and that episode is essentially a conversation between the two of us. And it's very interesting. We, we're very clear in it. We we communicate, we talk about a lot of things that I think people want to ask somebody that they're dating but they haven't and that was what it was for me it was kind of an opportunity to really bring those things to the surface after that I had agreed to be friends with Vitor this is the guy and then since releasing that episode I've had so much fascinating let's call it fascinating feedback from you guys from listeners from my friends my family some of my best friends some people who aren't even my friends who messaged me essentially trying to reach out and and give me more of an insight and open my eyes a little bit more to what actually was going on in that conversation. So based on analyzing all of that feedback, giving myself time to think about it, and also being able to listen to a conversation between the two of us, between myself and Vito, the guy I used to date, it was just an amazing insight into what actually went on, which is something I, I hadn't had before. And I had so much to say based on all of that because I had learned so much and I'm continuing to learn, but because I had learned so much, I wanted to talk about it with my mom, somebody who's known me my whole life, so we could reflect on it together. So that's what this is. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast and DM me at Progress Pure with your thoughts because I always love to hear it. Enjoy, guys. Okay, cool. I think that's focusing. Um... Okay, will you come a bit, yeah, yeah, speak? Do I have to go closer than that? No, you can, you, you can do it from there. It's just I prefer it when people yeah. are like super close to it, but it's fine. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Um, Mom, welcome back to the Progress Pure podcast. Thanks for coming back on. My pleasure. So I'm, I'm excited to do this pod because I feel like this is, it's a great one to do with you because obviously... And we didn't originally plan to do this when Vitor and I did the original podcast. But how this came about was that Vitor and I recorded that podcast, dating series, former Hinge Flame. Uh-huh. And then you listened to it. And then we spoke about it. And the day after you were like, I think we should talk about it. Yeah. Um, and obviously you knew bits about Vitor when we were dating. But you didn't really know like every all like, you know, everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it depends on how you want to start this because there are kind of three things I thought we could talk about. There's one, I wrote that kind of like, sounds very dramatic, but like open letter to him. Well, not to him, but like about that podcast oh, did that we you? did. Yeah. Yeah. I read you it, remember? Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I thought that that's something that I want to talk about. Uh, there are also questions that people have asked me since doing that podcast. There are comments that people have had, and then there are just general things that we should talk about. So maybe we can kick this off with talking about key things in that podcast that stood out to you and what you thought. Yeah. Or maybe I can start off by saying how I felt after listening back to it. Well, yeah, how did you feel? Like, because initially on the day you had very different feelings and I said, okay, so go off and get perspective, think about it, think about what you just talked about so then you can decide how you feel about the conversation you had rather than just react to it. Yeah. And and I think having a few days' perspective on what Vitor said um, is quite an interesting thing. Yeah. It is. For you to analyse, to see what you learned from dating that person. Yeah. I think the thing that I learned most, not from dating him, but from that specific podcast, basically when we were doing the podcast, I hadn't seen Vitor in like seven months when Mm. I saw him then. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like, we're going to be friends. You know, you can be friends with your exes. And so when he came uh, to Anna's, my first 
my first thing was like, oh, he has my best interests at heart. Like, he's my friend, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And to be fair, we had only, we hadn't hung out like that much, actually, apart from when we were seeing each other before that point. Like, we'd only seen each other like three times in between us ending that relationship and um, that podcast. And when, I think I was really happy to see him and it was really nice to see him. And during that podcast, I think that I just never realized, like I never like listened properly to the way that he spoke to me. And this isn't supposed to be a, oh my God, Vitor, he's the worst, blah, blah, blah. I really mm. don't want that to be the intention at all. But I think after I listened to that podcast, I, w- I was in a really good mood. I thought the conversation went really well. And then when I listened back to it and my friends listened to it and I got feedback about him and how he was treating me in the podcast, I guess I just saw it from a whole different perspective. And I was like, oh, I've never... I basically felt like we actually didn't have a good dynamic as friends and that I didn't really feel like he wanted me to be his friend in that podcast and that things weren't really fair in the things that he was saying to me. And I didn't feel like I necessarily uh, defended myself maybe in the right way that I should have. Did it, Is that how it came across? Well, I think you're overanalyzing it a little bit. Do you? Tell me. Yeah, first of all, you're giving Vitor way too much credit for having a thought-out process in his head. My impression of Vitor was he's He's kind of sweet, I suppose, in his own little way. But he's <laughs> don't he's, be mean. Don't no, be too I'm mean. not being mean at all. I, I, I honestly don't care at all about Vitor either way, good way or a bad way. Mm-hmm. I just think he's he came across as very immature mm-hmm. and trying to sound certain of what he felt about something, maybe overthinking it to present a, 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 an argument, but not actually having thought things through or being very coherent with the way he was talking to you, mm-hmm. like he called you laddish. Yeah, so should we talk about the laddish comment? I think, well, the laddish princess dynamic thing was quite funny. Princess became a thing that I started to hear maybe five or six years ago, the first time people would say, oh, she's a princess. Oh, she's behaving like a princess. And I'm like, it's up there with unicorns in my vocabulary. It's like, use your words. Mm. Do you know, what the hell does that mean? Mm. Like, do you know, the last thing, like he said something along the lines of, um, I normally go out with princesses, but I think you're a bit more laddish. He said, I'll read out, I wrote it down. He said... Um, he said I was more interesting than he was expecting but he goes but I'm more into princessy girls I can't say uh, very girly because you are very girly you have your own ambitions and have the things you want to get that are quite laddish yeah quite laddish you see I think Vitor needs to go off and have a little think about his 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 patterns of thinking really Mm. because and I think in general I've heard lots of people say oh Molly's a bit of a princess and you're polar opposite to a princess Mm -hmm. I don't know what that word specifically means in the streets language that seems to be coming across it but you're I think he was basically saying when when he's saying laddish I think what he's trying to say is you're capable yeah and you're not vulnerable and little and girly and I mean we all have our vulnerable sides but you're not like playing a princess you're not sitting around going oh my god take care of me well this is the thing I really wanted him to explain it like when he when he said I wasn't the negative he he described it as like a negative aspect that I wasn't how he expected me to be aka I wasn't princessy and so I said to him does that mean that I it's because I'm not needy does that mean because I'm not giggly or like um you know or like doughy eyed (laughs) and like yeah five years old basically and he he was like oh I'm sure you have princessy friends and also I responded saying yeah and I actually don't when I look back on it like I don't I'm not friends with girls who are really like what is princessy well this is the thing I because he then said that he likes girls who um can tell can put him in his place who have their own opinions he said he likes ballsy women and he was well i don't think he does though Mm. my impression is that vitor might have been slightly over challenged by you it's you're not like the thing is and i have lots of friends and we all have this conversation about it in general and this is in general our experience because we kind of women who can do stuff for ourselves our experience is sometimes that when men feel a little intimidated or don't know what to do about that they they put all these words at you that 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 make you sound like you're a bad thing because you know what you're doing and i you know i wouldn't have i don't care what he said like this is his opinion his life he can say what he wants but he just didn't 
articulate not in a bad way i just actually don't you're right like i don't think he knows what that means what that means find words that describe what he's trying to say for himself yeah. i mean it, it, to be honest he came across as really immature and i that's like what i've been saying to you is don't date 23 year olds yeah i don't know how old Vittor is. he's 26 but, now but oh, he was 25 when we seems dated more 23 to me i know but and not in a bad way i'm sure his mother loves him and he's very loved by a lot of people but i think that he needs Needs to think through in his life what he's looking for because I know an awful lot of middle-aged men who say oh I like you know vulnerable girls and I like princessy girls and then they marry them or mm-hmm. have a long-term relationship with them and spend their whole life complaining that these women don't work and they don't they're not capable and they're taking money off them and yeah. you know they're living off them and all of this kind of stuff but that's what you chose because that made you feel like a big man at the time mm. because you're then in control and you're in charge and all of that but actually a big man is a man who can like measure up and sit next to his girl mm. and be proud of what she's doing and she'd be proud of what he's doing and everybody's like on the same playing field mm. and I don't understand this whole I'd quite like a girl hanging off my arm princessy vibe but it's funny because even you saying that I know that that is what that means but I'm sure that he would be like but I don't mean that. I don't do his accent <laughs> but I'm sure he'd be like but I don't mean that he you know like, what I mean because, because he hasn't thought it because through he hasn't yet. thought it through he doesn't know what that means yeah yeah so it was just very frustrating and I think that I listened to it and maybe you're right, maybe I overanalyzed it, but I found it frustrating listening to me in that because I was trying to follow his thought process by going, oh, is it what you mean? You mean that I'm not needy? And then he deflected back from that. And so I kind of went along with his but deflection. But you were responding to him rather than like thinking from your own point of view, you were responding to his thought. Mm. And I think that often happens. And that's hopefully why you were sitting at a table with somebody on a date Mm. who's playing with some drunken girl's feet (laughs) and then making out with a drunken girl and you're still there that you didn't say okay this is dating or us you you're on a date you're not here to find out like what the hell is going on if if it seems like what the hell is going on you go home mm. you don't stay there and think oh but you know maybe so I get it they, like you fancied him and he's good looking or like I don't know behind that smiley face <laughs> thing he's probably good looking he's possibly good looking but or attractive physically but he certainly wasn't being attractive as a person behaving in that way and just the way he put that across made him sound so trite the thing the the way he put it across is in the first date on on his first date he's out with a girl two girls right so there's the drunken crazy person and there's a person he arranged a date with so then he sits there and he evaluates well i get to go home at one of them one of them who's like so drunk she's not coherent and the other one (laughs) who is coherent but being ignored at the table but expected to somehow do some kind of performance to get his attention because you were being quiet and you were you know you weren't responding to him and you weren't giving him the impression you liked him what did that mean like he's playing footsie with somebody else and you're not what that's something i that i found so frustrating when i listened back to how he explains that because you're right he the thing that like really get annoys me is that he doesn't listen to what I'm saying like I feel like I tell him that this is what happened this is my perspective and then he just deflects it by being like no because you don't understand because this is what happened and that's not true like for example when he says to me listen I was talking to this other girl because you were talking to another boy and I say to him very clearly like the point that I'm trying to make is that if you if the fact that you are on a date with me another girl was all over you like I I couldn't even really get in there like she was all over him (laughs) some date and the fact that he he says it in a way that he expected me to kind of like grab him and like get his that I wasn't you know really like trying to compete with this other girl and the fact that he kind of puts it on me and going yeah but you were talking to the other guy yeah what am I supposed to do like stare off into the distance like waiting for Vitor to stop playing footsie with this girl and talk to me like it just really frustrated me that he didn't listen and go you're right actually I can see it from that perspective and how maybe that must have been a bit of a you know overwhelming situation for you and how you probably would have felt that I didn't want to talk to you and I, it makes sense why you would talk to that man now like I get it I just needed him as a friend to acknowledge how he felt and oh, he didn't do that Victoria A is not your friend and B Victoria has bad manners 
So, I mean, if you went out to dinner with, with, with your brother's random friend and you're just sitting there at a business meeting and he was behaving like that, if you're having a cup of coffee with your mates, with one of your boys and yeah. you're out having a cup of coffee and they're making out with or playing footsie with someone under the table and not talking to you, they, it's just bad manners. It comes down to having a little bit of good manners when you're out with anyone regardless yeah. it could be yeah. a priest well that's you know? that's something which i i after we did the pod he tried to talk to me and i said like listen i'm just a little bit frustrated i don't really want to speak right now and he was like why and so i called him we spoke on the phone and the the thing that i said to him is i was just like i he doesn't have a level I know this is so mean, but whatever. The quality of person that I want, just as a friend, it yes. doesn't meet. Like, when we were at that day, or when we were doing the podcast, he says, oh, I think you and I maybe have different expectations of what a first date should be like. And I say to him, listen, loyalty means a lot to me. And then I go, it's not even loyalty, it's integrity. And the fact that, like you said, if you go to a business meeting or, or whatever the scenario is, like... I, and I said to him, I wouldn't have done that. And this is another thing where when he got with his ex-girlfriend and I, during the relationship, relationship, and I said, um, I wouldn't have done that. And he quotes me on that. What I'm trying to I'm not trying to put the blame on him and say, I'm a better person than you. I'm trying to say like, listen, in this life, I'm trying to reach a level of like trying to be a good person. And what you did shows that you don't have integrity. Like you're supposed, like, as a stand-up person, you go on a date with someone and you respect that that person is there in your presence. You don't, like, throw it in their face and not care. But I care think you're giving... You're turning it into a little bit of, like, he did da 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 So, it doesn't matter what Vitor does in his life. He is, like, nothing in your life in... You know what I mean? He has yeah. no impact on your life. The people that you bring into it... What, what I think the way you should look at it is, what did I get out of this, having met this person? It doesn't matter how Vitor behaves. There are yeah. a million Vitors. You'll have another one of him in a second, if that's... That's the kind of quality you wanted. But what you need to look at is what did you learn from that scenario? You, I think you learned quite a lot of things. If you go on a date with someone or for a coffee with someone or out to meet a, a total stranger for any reason, any reason, and they diss you in that way at a table where you're kind of sitting around looking and having to talk to random strangers because you're not really sure what's going on, then you got to say, what's my time worth? Well, I did, in all fairness, I did think that. Like, when we were sitting there and he was talking to this girl, I did think, I'm never seeing him again. Like, I just thought, and I sh to be honest, I probably should have just got up and left. That's where boundaries kick in. I'm never seeing him again, so I'm going now. And I know that he was cute and you were thinking about, oh, should I, like, you know, he's just attractive, should I just make out with him? Yeah. I get that. But I think that choose who you're going to make out with so at least they have random good manners mm -hmm. and you don't have to wait four hours while he's trying to neck someone else at the table yeah you know that's what you learn from it yeah you know Vittorio probably was still doing the same stuff when he's 50 yeah and complaining that his wife spends too much money but he likes a princess but and you know that's his his deal and that's good and you know there are people who live like that and that's great for them I I, I don't want this to be that like a Vitor this Vitor no, that no, no. but it like, because be about him. because no but yeah you're right it shouldn't be bad to a certain extent but I also want to say that like he there are some good things about him like he can be interesting to talk to and whatever but and and the point is that like I chose to let that person into my life and he's just not right for me like I'm sure he can make someone else very happy that princessy yeah. person and I'm sure he'll be great for them in that aspect but like the point of this podcast I think is also to like realize what my boundaries are, yeah. what things I, like you said that I learned, what I missed and how I can grow and develop from that. And the, the biggest thing that I, I did learn from, from the relationship is one thing, like from that relationship, I, one, I absolutely learned communication is key. Yes. Like I was kind of going along in that thinking, is this turning into a relationship? Do I want a relationship? And I think I really learned like one, stop and think about what you want and two, you have to communicate. You can't be playing guessing games. And I think from, I hope that he took that away from that relationship as well. Because in the podcast, he was saying, I took her to a pub, I halved on everything. I assumed that you knew I didn't want a boyfriend, which is silly. You have to say it. The implication is there for you to interpret. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and somehow I'm the fool for not like seeing the signs unless you have that conversation. And um, secondly, 
the the biggest takeaway that I learned though from the whole Vitor experience with the podcast that I did with him included is that yeah I don't friendship is like everything Mm. and he even though we agreed to be friends and at the end of the podcast I'm like yeah we should be friends blah 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 like he doesn't bring anything to my life of value as a friend. You have to say that to people when you break up with them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be friends. Be my friends here. Yeah. But I also think that there's a lot of, like, I think, you know, there were parts of when you were going out with him, it was like, is he going to ask me to be my, his girlfriend? Do I want to be in a boyfriend relationship with him? I, I really don't see anything wrong with saying that to the person you're dating. Saying to what? To say, like, you know... Is this leading somewhere? Where is this going? You don't have to be aggressive about it, but like, ask for what you want in life. Mm. Do you know? And and it, it's a funny thing. I have somebody who gives me a lot of very good advice, and he said to me, "If you want to know what a man is thinking, ask him." Mm. And they will always tell you, especially if you just ask straight away. Don't go nagging and asking around the houses and trying and present it in fifteen different ways and coming back at it. Mm. Directly say out, "Do you think this is going to lead to being like a full time relationship? Where are you at with it?" Mm. And I think if people are afraid of you or they can't answer that question, they're not going to be your person. Why do you think that? women don't ask that more upfront. I can, I think they're afraid of rejection and I think that it's part of why they don't very often and this is very often do well at work and stuff they're sitting in the office and they're doing lots of like tidying up and cleaning and loads of extra work and time over time and, and, and hoping someone will notice them whereas a guy will walk into the boss's or the boss's office and say you know I'd really like this job how much would you pay me for it <laughs> whereas there's like some girl at the back doing 12 hours of overtime and hoping they'll see how good she is and all of that stuff and that's not how you get on if you want to get on you want to know an, an answer from a man you say to him okay so what's the deal with this and it'll probably sometimes break up your relationship quicker, but it'll only take, make it go faster. It doesn't mean that you weren't going there in the first place. Just cut out a lot of the heartache and the kind of random sitting around going, well, does he like me? Mm. You know, if a man wants you, you'll know it. Mm. If a man doesn't want you, you'll know it if you ask him. So true. So if you ask him, if you say to him, do you think this is going somewhere and he's really into you? He'll say yes. If not, you would have cut out half that wasted time you had with Vitor yeah. if you just said to him, are you into having a girlfriend? Where are you going? So then you wouldn't have had to hang around and like have all of that stuff barriaging around in your head for ages, listening to how do I feel about this and how do I, f- and where is he at with this? If you want to know where he's at, ask him. And I know that like lots of men are super intimidated by it, but you're not going to go end up with a timid man. Mm. You're not going to end up with one of those ones who gets really intimidated by asking questions mm. because it's just who you are is who you are. And you shouldn't adapt to that. Like Vitor said, um, you know, a relationship is a dance. And yes, it is for a little while for in the very beginning. Mm. But when you get to, I mean, you know, three dates, mm. when you get to know someone, they should be man enough to be able to answer your questions and say what he thinks and not be intimidated by it. And or even that phrase, I don't, like, I, I totally get that phrase, but I also think that it, like, excludes women, like, saying, like, you should be man enough. Like, women should be, everyone should just be honest with each woman other. Enough. Yeah. Yes. Everyone should just be honest, be able to be upfront and honest and have those conversations. And I think that Vitor in his head thought that because of those signals and because we... And we think I know signals. (laughs) The signals of taking me to a pub and not paying the bill. But the which is also not fair. Like a lot of people do that and they do want a girlfriend. But he I thinking back on it, we must have had some kind of like higher tier conversation where like because I do remember him saying that he had a girlfriend, a long term girlfriend, but all the conversations that we had, except me when I said that I'm not really looking for a boyfriend, but if I met someone who I really liked, I wouldn't shy away from that. He never brought it down to him and I. He never was like, by the way, I don't want a, a girlfriend. Like, I'm just letting but you know But he's that. used to dancing with princesses and their vulnerable little feelings, but this, clearly. But this is, why, this is why it's so ironic, because I didn't bring, say it so bluntly because I didn't want to appear masculine. Like, I, do you know what I mean? Like, I, one, I'm sure the rejection thing is probably part of it. Like, somewhere in the back of my mind, I was so afraid that he'd be like, oh, I don't want you, maybe. Yeah. But also on a level, it's because I didn't, I feel like, because of the way I've been brought up and it's something that I should question more, I feel like that's a man's role. Like, to be like, 
I want a girlfriend. This is where I want the relationship to go. And now I know that's not the case. And now I know that you should be upfront with that. And that doesn't make you masculine. That just makes you coherent. Yeah, yeah, like a person. uh, Communicative. Yes. But that's why it's so funny that he also called me laddish. But yeah. No, but I, I, I think that if you separate him from his traits okay forget about him as a person the traits that he's displaying are he likes going out with princesses who do that thing of like if you take me to a pub maybe you don't love me enough yeah and if you do this then you don't but anyone that you're going to go out with like you'll be able to say i don't want to go to this pub mate this is gross and he'll go oh okay fair where do you want to go do you know like any of the grown-ups that you know are going to say that without getting insulted intimidated worried and you should also behave in that way because if you want to have a happy life you have to be happy if you're dancing around insecurely wondering how you should behave so that he doesn't react the wrong way yeah i know i know that's 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 partly why i knew that the relationship also wasn't um wasn't good or going anywhere and that's partly why i ended it because one i never felt truly myself around him and i actually do want to talk about this because this was like a really big good moment for me like i said that after that podcast he called or I called him I said we can talk on the phone and he called me when we spoke and I said to him listen like the podcast it made me sad listening back to it because it reminded me of how I felt during that relationship and the reason why I ended it was because yeah we had all these really great interesting like third tier higher conversations about systems and ideologies theories. and theories yeah. yeah but I said like I feel like you liked me because I was curious about the way that you think and so I made you feel seen and you liked the way that I made you feel. But at no point yes. did he, and I was thinking about it, I was like, did this, did this happen? Like at no point I felt like we're having a conversation because he really finds the way I think interesting or he wants to know what I think or he's curious about this. And that's why in that conversation, when I listened back to it, I was like, oh, he doesn't actually ask me like one question, basically once, if, if at all. And it's all very much he's looking at the world from like his perspective. Well, it's that whole peacocking thing, isn't it? It's like, it's, you see, I think the thing is that like we ask questions, we're interested, we want to learn stuff, but the only way that it's going to work for on the other side is if somebody has the same sort of exchange of ideas with you. You can't just sit there and like completely salve somebody's the ego all the time but asking him good questions making him sound really smart mm. getting stuff out of him like he was holding a, a beer bottle and mm. he was saying you go what's this bottle and what's this bottle and stuff but wait i want to clarify that so he the thing that he said that he did like about me was that i was interesting in the fact that i would probably even ask like oh what's on this beer bottle or like where does this company come from yes but what you need is the person who does the same thing to you exactly you need someone who questions you and i mean i like being around people who make me better who make me learn stuff who like sit there and you kind of go oh god yeah and i didn't know that and i want to know this and i want to know that information you can't be the, that person for somebody else and not get anything back no it's a, it's exhausting yes and it's also sort of like you're waiting for him to kick off with all this great information he's supposed to be giving you but it's not just an intellectual exchange it should also be emotional mm. that they're doing the same for your emotions or a similar thing or a different at different times mm. exchanging in a different way that they make you feel good about yourself it can't be that you become a performing seal in order to get someone to like you that's why it's so funny though because i feel like people don't talk about especially to like younger girls enough of the idea of like by the way you don't have to want this boy to be your boyfriend just because you guys are going out like i just didn't even think that we that I could just and to be fair I probably should have just left on that first day and I probably shouldn't have entertained that whole thing because it was a pretty good display of bad manners bad manners and Mm. that we fundamentally just aren't don't agree on like some really like fundamental things but it like you can just have a relationship with a girl with a girl and and they can not meet and it's okay if they don't meet your requirements of this is how I want to be treated or this is how I want to be respected by somebody if I'm going to be letting them in my life for a certain amount of time that's okay you can do that and he didn't meet those levels but I just didn't really think about it and And I think there's there was a bit in it where you said you know I was just really attracted to him and I thought well you know I want to make out with him or something along those lines and I thought okay so if you like in retrospect 
I know I'm still your mother, but it, it, in reality, in retrospect, if you'd done that and you'd made out with him and then never seen him again, yeah. then that would have been better because you had no boundary of that. You let it carry on after he behaved like that. So that's what you need to, that's why it's good to have, socialize yourself, get out, meet lots of people, do lots of things, and then you'll know who you are better if you stop and think about what you did, why you did it, how you got yourself into this predicament or not predicament but just position where you just think okay so you should have just said to him the next day do you know what thanks very much dude you were great not great whatever mm. you know meet middle of the road whatever you were and then just walk away and then that's fine because then you executed and you know then if you go on a date again and somebody's making out with a drunk person <laughs> on the other side maybe it's not your thing and you know I know if you've had like two or three drinks and you're sitting there and you kind of overlook things there's also a bit of you that can get a little bit surreal where you're going is this really happening yeah is this really happening yeah and and is this okay do people yeah. do this and I know he's really good looking and everything but why is he doing that so I think that's sometimes quite good that like if you go on a date with someone then don't see them again for like 10 days you have time to think it through don't communicate with them for a few days but this is the thing like he I don't, it was just I thought it was so weird because I thought we were never going to speak again and then he messaged me pretty much every single day and like times when I wouldn't reply and he'd send me another message like you know, I'm not saying it was a two way street I replied obviously and I would ask questions back and carry on the conversation but I don't know I guess that's why I found it a little bit confusing um, and conflicting because I didn't think he wanted to talk to me so I was a bit well, confused always try and put it into I think a really good way to go is always try and put it into like when you come back and you're not sure about something that happens mm. just think if Judah treated me like that well that's the thing if, yeah. and and you know all my friends and I know this is biased because they are my friends yeah all my friends a lot of followers that I have who listen to the podcast Every single one was like, he is such a dick. Like, no, and my guy friend, I don't know. Yeah, I, that's know. What I mean, what are the men thinking? Yeah, so my guy friends, they, one of my guy friends sent me a message being like, ha ha, I can't believe this dude agreed to come on the pod. Like, does he not realize he sounds like a dick? <laughs> and I went for dinner with, you know, Sam and Judah the next day. Yeah. And they both like sat me down and they solid. were they, my two like solid best guy friends. And they said, um, they were like shocked at how, at how he treated me. And they, those guys like, and they are my friends. So yeah. if if me and Vitor, whoever it is, another guy, I'm trying to be friends with in the future, like I can only hold them, uh, you know, up to the same level as who my friends are at, where the level of yeah, that exactly. my friends are at. You know what I mean? But you see, I think that's the big deal: is that you say to them, you say to yourself, if. Sam did this, if Judah did this when I was out, not like, you know, forget about the making out with them part, yeah. especially because those two are your best friends, but <laughs> it, it, just forget about that, it's just like bad manners thing. It's just you know, bad, manners. bad manners. And bad manners is never going to, it's never going to get better. No. If, if somebody's supposed to be on their best behavior on a first date, this is the peak of them. Do you know, this is as good as Vitor is ever going to get if that's how he behaved. <laughs> Also, I'm not here to try and change anyone. No, it's not. Your I don't want to change someone who I want to go on a date with. I don't want to show them why it's bad manners. I don't want to try and encourage them to ask questions. <laughs> if they're not curious and they're self-centered and want to look inwardly, that's fine. No, but they're immature. Yeah, it's immature. And I think go out with people who are maybe a bit older yeah. or know a bit more, have a bit more life experience and are a little less of a princess boy. Another thing as well that I just thought was... An interesting... And I mean that literally, though. He's a bit of a princess boy. Mm. What's what's that called? A prince. <laughs> He's a little bit of a prince. You know that whole thing where your mother loved you too much? See, that's the good thing that you have. Your mother didn't overlove you. Like, you know, no, but you give you reality checks as you're going along. It's like you've got manners, you've got mm. to do things, you've got to behave in a certain way. And by the way, if we're going to call him a prince, I do actually want to define what that means because I don't want to be a hypocrite. So in, in Vito's terms, or a, a man who behaves in this way, I would sort of see it as somebody who sees the world in their light and they they're not that interested or curious in other people seeing it in their way and they expect a lot of people to see them in this kind of elevated way privileged yeah in a in a way that's not humble like i just don't get that like how can you not be down to earth in the sense of maybe i don't know everything and that's what was really weird to listen in the podcast like everything and i didn't notice it which was bizarre and i highly recommend everybody to do a podcast with their ex person or whatever but every every point i try to make he he is like yeah but that's not what i'm saying but that is what i'm saying but you're not understanding oh go but that's exactly my point like 
everything was defensive. I know, but it's not about Victoria. A lot of people do that, and people who are insecure do that a lot. Don't do that, because people. They I'm don't, joking. They, I do that sometimes. Fine. But they but. haven't reached the point of exchange of ideas. It's more sort of proving a point in the conversation. Do you know when you're because you're afraid to be rejected, but or also, you're afraid you know to be hung you, out to dry. You know when you're talking to someone and and you see people and they're not listening, they're creating the next sentence. So it's a little bit more of that sort of thing. And I mean, you've de- helped yourself develop quite a lot of thought. You read a lot. You think a lot about thinking, do you know? And you, you challenge yourself to think. And you think, is there another way to think about that? And how do I do that? And I think that helps develop thought. And I think that makes you emotionally a lot more mature. Well, I try. Sometimes I don't. I, I'm oh, not sometimes like you're, yes. Sometimes you're six. <laughs> but but at least nightmare. you acknowledge that, like, if you're doing something wrong, you're like, well, I thought about this and I'm trying to work it out. Mm. And I think give him credit for, he's got a lot of years to learn stuff. And maybe go out with people who are older or people who have more life experience that's not in one little sphere. Mm. You know, if you went to a nice, grew up in a nice house and you went to a nice school and you got a job in a nice place and you only know, like, a 1% of the population type of person then you don't know how to evaluate other people's feelings and stuff because everyone's been telling you how pretty you are since you were five mm. and look and you're really smart and you're academic and like he's academic but he's not emotionally mature at all he may be academic he's got a reasonable job and bless him but irrelevant in this conversation as a person you mm. know it's just his, his behavioral traits are things that you don't want to have in your life because mm. you know you need someone who can say oh stopping a dick molly we're going to do this and it doesn't feel like rejection but not even that not even whether it yeah so it doesn't feel like rejection but someone who can say that to me because they see me and they understand yeah. that i will react to that in a way that's okay like they're saying it constructively. They're saying it in a way that they know me and they're constructive about it and they know it's going to motivate me to be better or make a better choice or to do something that's more collaborative, whatever it is, rather than just having me around because I make them feel good in a certain Well, I way. think the, 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 the problem with people and having done that podcast, when you said first you were going to do that podcast with Vitor, I was like, ooh, so that's a good idea. And then, but my worry was because that kind of thing is hurtful at the end of the day. And I think that's why every now and then here you go into a little bit of a rant about it. But it's, um, it's, it's hurtful to have somebody when you know you've done your best and you were like being right on point and doing all the right things in a relationship and stuff and somebody's kind of sitting there deciding, evaluating whether you're good enough to go out with him when he's like seven, <laughs> you know? And I think that hurts. But so, it, it didn't... That didn't... That I didn't, don't mean break your heart. No, but. no, no, but that didn't hurt me. It didn't hurt me hearing why he didn't want to go, go out with me. Seriously, like I seriously mm. believe if... I'm not right for a certain person because I'm too laddish or whatever. That's fine. Like, that's their call. The thing that hurt me was listening back to that podcast and thinking, like, I felt really bad for myself that I spent, like, three months with this guy and he didn't actually acknowledge me as a person at all. And every conversation that we had reflected a very similar tune to the conversation we had on the podcast. And I just thought, wow, I gave so much of myself to him. And he just didn't really see me. I wouldn't and say, that's what I was a bit like, mm. but I, I, let, I felt like I let myself down being with no, him. No, but I don't know that, that you gave so much of yourself to him. You wasted some of your time and you learned a lot. I learned a lot. So I wouldn't see it as like, I gave him so much. No, money. no, I don't mean it so you, like... You, you invested your time, some time there, but you have time. Yeah. And you're lucky. Yeah. And part of learning is to... Check out the time. You didn't spend three years with him. No, no, thank God. God help us all. <laughs> but you spent time with him and you evaluated and you learned from that time and it is what it is. And, you know, you're young. You've, there's only one way to get experience and let's mm-hmm. go through stuff. Mm-hmm. And next time you want to have a one-night stand, have a one-night stand. Don't drag it along behind you for three months, especially if he's been rude. So people wanted to ask, how does my mum... That sounds terrible as a mother. Yeah. <laughs> people wanted to ask on that note, how does my mum feel about me going home with someone on the phone? first date well you don't go like first of all you, I've never done that by the way okay and she says that and I think the, the first thing to note is that you had a relationship with C for what seven years oh with C that's so funny yeah, yeah. for like seven years so with the same person for like seven years mm-hmm. you 
as you say yourself, this is your first time to have ever done that. Mm. And you're 23, 24, yeah. 24 years old. And I think that if you're going to go around pretending to be a princess and a virgin princess and a like, gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous person, everybody on this planet in this age, unless you're some, and especially if you're some Christian right-wing <laughs> lunatic, um, is doing exactly that, but hiding it. Yeah. And you're not like some hoe out there, like sleeping with everybody. And it's not, and if you wanted to be, you know what, that's your thing, so you should do that. Yeah. But it's not your thing. And you know yourself and you thought, I'll give this a shot and you're a very sensible person and you know you've learned a lot from doing it yeah so then you can evaluate over time of going home with random strangers as your thing or not yeah and you know and it didn't make you feel good mm. but you've also you were in a relationship from when you were like four and a half mm. until you were like 20 something so I think that you it's part of the experience and as well to be fair do you know any boy your age who hasn't slept with lots of people on one night stands? No, I don't know any. Exactly. I just only know boys who talk about it. And I don't know girls who talk about it. Yeah, I mean, you do, like once in a blue moon, if you make out with a stranger, you make out with a stranger. None of us were there on the technical side of it. But you went home and you, you know, hung out with a stranger. Mm. And there you are, a big grown up with your own job and your own career and your own home and mm. your own stuff. So you can make any decision you want. Also, it's very interesting. The So when I did that podcast with Shona, that girl, she talks about not having sex for a while when you meet someone if you like them because you actually want to try and get to know them and like emotionally for yourself it allows you to become like emotionally close to them which also like makes the physical intimacy better which I do agree with totally but the perspective that Vito was talking about it like I agree with him to a certain extent but then listening back to it, I was like do I agree with that because he talks about how that if a girl um wants basically more than for the boy to just see her as like a sexual being or as he says a piece of me mm-hmm. then um you have to withhold that for at least like three or four or five dates because then you'll see that person more because like you having sex with them is like your first data point which which is what he says and like that is um I I get it to a certain level, but I also think that that's quite close-minded. Like, if you do, and not not specifically with him and I, but anyone else, like, if you do end up having sex with somebody on the first date, if you're not able to see past that, maybe it makes it harder, but if you're not able to see past that and you do actually like them as a person, like, uh, I don't know. I don't think it should be such a given that, like, if you have sleep with somebody on the first date, then, like, that's all you see them as, like, this piece of meat. It takes it back to that whole patriarchal thing where you're supposed to, like, you know, sit back and, like, you know, not give it up too soon. Yeah, and it, what is that? Like, so, <laughs> I, I just, it just, you know, grates on my nerves. Because, you know, I think probably sleeping with someone on the first day is not a great idea. I think you should get to know them if you're planning to have a relationship with them. Yeah, and if I agree. If you want to be with someone, you really need to know because I think being sexual with someone creates a, a sort of a whether you want to or not it creates some kind of emotional bond yeah and you shouldn't be creating that emotional bond until you find out if he's been in prison yeah do you know until you find <laughs> out like the basics about him and find out who he is and like if it's someone you like and if you like his character traits and if he's a, a bit of an idiot yeah and you it's nice to know that before you start sleeping with him because once you sleep with someone you feel like a closeness to them mm. I don't mean you're in love with them I mean you just feel like a closeness that might help you overlook stuff yeah so I think it's probably better to wait a little while not from the point of view of protecting your virginity but from the point like you know the whole kind of I have a flower I will give the like whatever not that chick but from the point of view of like I need to know this dude before I make out with him because I need to know a little bit about him and I don't want to find myself in six months at a party and everyone go oh my god I went out with especially myself I went out with him and he's a moron yeah you know and so it's kind of good to like sort of establish where he is on the level of moron Mm. before you sleep with him so you don't embarrass yourself at a party six months down the road Mm. rather than like embarrass your little soul from the virginity point of view but that's the thing like this idea of you should and like it's actually crazy to listen about what he says about you shouldn't (laughs) you. you shouldn't sleep with a guy on the first date so that he is intrigued and like more interested in who you are as a person like and he says, regardless of whether it's a man or a woman, but that's, that is such an odd way of thinking that, 
that once you have sex with them, like you've given it all up, like well, exactly. the gig's up, you know, Bills like there's nothing more to find Bills out. Bill's chapter when you're doing your dance and all of that kind of stuff. Do you know what? Like there's a there's a, a there's a type of person who's going to get you eventually, even if you're going to go out with someone. <laughs> eventually, for like, no, but you, you you need to be discerning about what you want in life. No, but to be in all fairness on my part, there are people who I think do get me in yeah. a good way. And I'm like, no, because you're not. And I think that's something that I've learned. Like I've been like, even if people who are interested in me, like M. Yes. And like T. Yes. And I'm just kind of like, they're probably listening, but whatever. And uh, the nicest though, full of yeah, lovely, and like they're lovely people. But and choose I... from that pool. No, but even them. But the, no, but... I don't mean choose one of them. Choose from that pool. Yes, I'm obviously choose from the people, the pool of people who have told me that they like me. But <laughs> even mean the credible ones. Exactly, but even those people, I think that like coming out of this relationship with Vito and other relationships, like it's made me really just aware of like oh, like, what do I care about? And, like, mm. what do I value in a person? And even those people who like me, like, do they have those things? Will they make me a better person in the way that I want to become a better person? And if not, then, like, I it's, you know, very empowering and good for myself to just be like, thank you, but no thank you, in a really nice way. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that's right. But I also think that, A, you're 24, you're too young to be thinking of, like, a lifelong partner in a great extent. I mean, I know that, like... There's, you know, there's a kind of like thing about having a goal can be too, it's too early for you to be deciding on a lifelong partner. But I do think that you're deciding on what you don't want in a lifelong partner and you'll have thought it through rather than just arrive and then kind of go, actually, this repulses me two years down the line. You'll, you'll like cut those people out before you get to that point. And there are very, very lovely people out there that you can go out with for a year or three years or two years and like have a lovely time and have a great relationship and, you know, have all of that kind of stuff and then decide, they might decide, God forbid, but you would decide. Obviously, they won't because they have sense. But like, what, somebody decides it's not working out, and it'll also be a learning experience. But I think see it all as a learning experience, and rather than like, I think there's a lot of that thing where you can get, and it's really easy to do it. But like, it's really also easy to teach yourself not to do it. Do this thing of like, and then he said this, and then he did this, mm. and then he said this, and then sort of become the victim of the situation. Yeah, like, yeah, and I'm not the victim. Like no. I. I went through that and it was difficult for me to hear, but it was a really good experience and I did learn a lot. Yes. And I don't feel like the victim or that I should, people should feel bad or whatever. No, or that like, I don't think even give it enough emotion to think that he's like an idiot. Mm. He's, he is what he is. He's living his own life. He's living his own life and he's entitled to do that. And I think there will come a day when you'll see that when it walks straight through the front door. And I think the day is coming. You'll see it the minute it walks through the door and go, oh yeah, no, thanks very much. That was Wait, rude. what do you mean? Like when you see that kind of behavior. Oh yeah, you yeah. You learn how to recognize it instantly. Yeah. So even if you've got pretty face and you're a nice piece of ass, you just reject it. Yeah. Well, I have even like someone who I met kind of recently, I'm not going to even say the initial of their name and they had qualities that were relatively similar and I saw it soon enough because of Vitor and said like, thank you, but no, thank you. And this, I said it in a nice way. Yeah. But because that's not your thing and I think learning what's not your thing is just as important as learning what is your thing mm. in life when you just see someone like I'm really good at it mm-hmm. I just kind of look and think nah mm-hmm. honestly you remind me of mm-hmm. do you know and mm-hmm. I know because and, and at the end of the day you are much 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 better off on your own mm-hmm. knowing yourself and being happy mm-hmm. than you are in something that makes you miserable or makes you question yourself or makes you insecure or makes you feel like you should be behaving in a certain way you're really feminine and you're really but this is the thing you shouldn't even have to feel the need to say that like in that open letter thing that I wrote I write in it saying that like I am feminine I am this and then I catch myself out and I'm like wait who am I defending this myself to no but I think defining it to yourself as being feminine does not mean you're weak and princessy and laddie like you know you like the, all of those things can be feminine being feminine does not mean that you're like some kind of needy da 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 da, da. Mm-hmm. it's the same thing as being masculine does not mean you have to be some macho pig what but but masculine is not even macho pig like masculine 
masculine in the conversation that you would have guessed what he would have thought would be masculine because if he was saying well he did say though that I'm very feminine but the the associations that you would have thought that he associated with laddish would be like um having my own goals and being capable and being ambitious which Asking is questions all of that sort of stuff and it's so 18, messed up 20. like I remember my friend Tao called me after it and she burst out laughing and she was like the fact that he called you laddish like you're the most unladdish person I've ever met like if it isn't signified with those qualities of going after you what you want what is it is it like burping and like farting like because I definitely never did those things around him like god forbid like oh my god you know but you don't do those things around anyone because it just isn't who you are mm. and I think except maybe sometimes around me <laughs> I was like mm-hmm, yeah I never and do then, those things and then gets like elbowed out of the room <laughs> but I just think that like what essentially you have is manners and what essentially you're looking for in most people around you is manners Mm. And you, you... Well, I think I know now more what I want. Like, and the Vito thing did make me learn. Like, number one is I, I want someone who's open-minded. Yes. Absolutely. Like, that relationship and that podcast made me really realise that's something that I need to honestly, like, rejuvenate myself and to be able to have, like, interesting conversations with someone is just fundamental. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone who, like, I can say something and they'll go, hmm, like, I never never thought about it like from that angle like I need that. I can't have someone who's like, yeah, well, I've thought about it, blah, blah, blah. And then someone who's curious... Yes. Just curious. Yes. Like, why is that the way that that is? Like, why, you who know, whatever. Who wants to learn from you as well or exchange ideas with you? Exchange ideas with me, yeah. Who can, like, question me on things, but not in a way that's... Someone who also, like, really values the way I see the world and my own opinions in things and appreciates that, you know, and challenges me to grow. But also someone who is just fundamentally kind. Yes. Manners. Manners. It comes down to manners. And manners and etiquette are interlinked but they're not the same thing yeah. but having good manners is is a very big deal so if you wouldn't treat you know any of your best friends like that your, your family like that then you know and as soon as you see someone treating you in a way that somebody who loves you doesn't treat you mm. you know and and do put up faces like Judah and Sam when you see someone behaving in a way then question it like if one of them behaved like that what would you do you'd like turn in your heel and say what's wrong with you dude exactly and you know give them hell and then if and you wouldn't be afraid to give them hell because they wouldn't reject you for giving them hell because they're your friends yeah so I think that kind of helps you get across boundaries if you like thinking oh is he going to hate me if I do this would any of your great friends hate you if you did that that's a really good way to work it out Mm -hmm. you know yeah and uh before we wrap this up I was thinking should I read that open letter thing no you don't think so it's it's too relevant to I know it's too relevant that's that's why I was doubting it as well but I thought maybe because I think in the moment after I listened to it I was so like disappointed and angry and whatever and now and even though I think it's actually really beautifully written if I if I can say so myself and I kind of just want to read it so people are like wow that's so eloquent Um, she's really quite smart you know for a girl (laughs) so down to earth I just want someone who's humble some man will be very lucky to have her one day (laughs) that's because you went to a good school anyway um so yeah I think I I actually won't read it because now I don't feel like annoyed or frustrated or upset I'm just kind of like well it is what it is and that's a nice letter that I have for me although I think I'm probably just going to delete it because I would prefer the space on my phone I think once you've written it down and you've analysed it you're done with it I mean you know he's you know it's a shame because Brazilians in general like one of my favourite nations but hey don't be racist no, I love Brazilians. Oh my God, Brazilian people, Brazilian spirit is just so giving and not judgmental and all of those things. And I'm sure Vitor will be that when he's mature. The one, the one credit, and also, sorry, another like frustrating thing is that I was, um, he calls me in in the pod, <laughs> bitchy, or he says I said a bitchy comment. He calls me bitter, salty, angry, annoyed. And I cannot tell you, and obviously this is from my perspective, at no point was I ever like, rah, 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 like you did this, blah, blah, blah. Like I was always really... Maybe he's projecting. Well, whatever, (laughs) but I just found it. I just, it was another one of those things that I was like, I want a friend who sees me for who I am and it really appreciates me and gives me credit for like um, handling my emotions and delivering him... delivering them to someone in a communicative way that could be constructive and I just felt like at no point did he like appreciate that so that was another thing I was like 
okay, well, I'm out. Maybe he needs to work on his vocabulary. Because mm. all those words like salty and bitchy. And what, the f- what do they mean even? I know. Do you know what I mean? They're just words and it's just kind of like boy words against girls. And that's what you do when you're 15. Mm. And bless his little heart. I hope he has a great life. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And, he and, will. And he's going to listen to this. And you've learned a lot from it. Yeah. I mean, you've learned a lot from it. And if you're ever going to bring someone home to meet me, you should maybe have some more words <laughs> and a little bit more respect from a girl. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it is. That's yeah. what I think. I think that, that I think it's good to analyze having gone out with someone for a few months. I mean, you know, he wasn't your boyfriend. He was whatever he was. And, do you know, and I think it's good to sit down and think think it through, work it out, decide what you want what you want in life and decide what you don't want in life and don't be afraid to ask for those things. Mm. And the only way you'll know what you want in life is from going all those experiences that you're like, oh, definitely don't want that. And then put them in a category rather yeah. than have to date all of them. Yeah. <laughs> In that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like put them in a category and go, okay, that that person not not interested in that type of thing. Yeah. So as soon as you get one of those kind of things, as soon as you feel slighted on a date, that person is just rude. Mm. So that's all it is. It doesn't. You don't need to analyze what's wrong with them. You just need to say, okay, don't go out with rude people. I'll be out of here. And in all fairness, like as we wrap this up now, I just want to say that at no point did he like lie. At no point was he a bad person. You know, it was on me. I should have left. Blah, blah, blah. And that was the end of that. You know, can I just say, before we finish that up, it wasn't all on you. It was, but I could have there. left. I could have just been like, this isn't for me. Goodbye. I should have ended inexperience, it Inexperience. Inexperience. Yeah. You didn't know that people treat other people like that and imply things and do princessy things and, and they're afraid of strong women. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that a lot of people are intimidated by strong women. You're it's true. I didn't even really know that till this year. And like mm-hmm. lots of people have told me recently, like, and I've had guys before go, oh, you're quite intimidating. Yeah, look at you with your stuff i know with your with your opinions with your life together oh no (laughs) like i'm really sorry but i'm the boy i have my life together i'm the one who's supposed to have their life together you'll be fine just find a man it's so weird this would be another podcast but that's just so weird that guys say that to girls who like have an opinion on things and like having life experience and they're like oh very threatening very threatening because mm, you, you're not going to be like pottering around at home like worry, yeah. worrying about how you feel where all the are time. you or like yeah. laughing at their jokes like you're so funny yeah. yeah but the most important thing in the world is not your feelings it's like what you're doing and I think that intimidates people because people somebody that I know and that you know and I'll tell you who it is at the end said to me once oh I can never go out with you because I think you're not very emotionally intelligent and I'm like okay page 29 of whatever manual you read just then <laughs> is irrelevant to me because I'm too busy to be like wandering around you know trying to measure up to your emotional intelligence or whatever it is that you've read about do you know but it did make me laugh I think that just because not all women wear their emotions on their sleeve doesn't mean they're not emotional and I think that guys think that sometimes I think Mm. that if you don't react in a really emotional way to some things that guys do whether it's whether you're like you're like crying or laughing at them or you know shocked by them Mm. if you're not so reactive with your emotions to them they think oh she's quite cold would you see what the common thing was in all of that that you just said to them Mm, it's to them (laughs) to them they don't like appreciate you and why you might be like that yeah as a person as as, as people and I'm saying this quite objectively you and I are two of the most loyal people you could ever have in your life and surely people should get some sense and like think look for loyalty Mm. look for self-sufficiency if your leg falls off mate (laughs) later on in life if you have someone who's really kind on a genuine level rather than a superficial buy you flowery kind of level and your leg falls off in life, you're going to be looking for a chick like us. So funny, on the phone with that call with Vitor when he was like, um, he was, and I said, well, I just don't really feel like you are my friend. Like, you don't ask my opinion. You never ask me questions. You're not intrigued to know the, what, the reason why I think these. And he said, like, yeah, on a daily basis, maybe I wouldn't do that with my friends. But if you were ever in hospital or anything bad ever happened to you, I would be there. And then the phone call, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. And then looking back on it, I was like, Duh. No, you wouldn't. No, but no, but like bare minimum, yeah, you'd be at the <laughs> hospital if I'm, you know, something happened to me. But like being a friend is all about that daily, or not daily if you yeah. don't speak to your friends daily, but like whenever you interact with them, it's that exchange of I'm here for you, I'm listening to you, I'm appreciative of your presence. Like being your friend is not about only being there when something terrible happens. Exactly, exactly. And someone to like have a little chat with and make you feel good about yourself, not to yeah. make you feel like you know, you're know doing all the wrong thing and am I measuring up and all of that. You don't need anyone like that. No. 
Nobody needs anyone like that. Even in like the friend group, you don't need that. No. You need like No, nice... that's my point. In the friend yeah. group, I definitely, definitely don't need that. You don't need that in the friend group. In the friend group, you need nice people who are like smiley at Look you. Look how, so... it's so bad. I get so don't sweaty. No, mom, it's so bad. Is I... this podcast still on? Yeah. Oh my God. I don't care. I don't care. It's just. I d- no, lad. <laughs> After all we said, look. But what am I supposed to do? Yeah, hide? just hide it. <laughs> hide my problem. Put your arms down and hide it. Hide well, I, said, I need problem. to go, but okay. um, I'm joking. Thank you. Love you, monster. Love you. Bye. So, yeah quite an intense learning experience. I'm very grateful to all of you guys for helping me see the light a little bit. Very grateful for my mum to be able to have that reflective conversation with me and for that experience and relationship in itself. I don't regret anything. I wouldn't have changed anything. I learned a lot. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's had experiences like that. So if you guys have any stories that you want to share with me, I always love hearing them. I love conversing with you and listening to things which and experiences that we can both learn from, grow from, share together and kind of enrich each other's lives as well. So on that very wholesome note, I am going to leave it at that. Next week, I'm chatting with the legendary Kagi Dunlop about podcasting, about astrology. I'm really excited to be able to talk to her about some things I've always wanted to know. She's a big inspiration to me. So until then, guys, I hope you have an awesome week.